This is the Frontier Podcast, powered by Gun.io, the engineer's choice for engineering talent. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at The Frontier Pod. Video ads for B2C are all the rage in 2019. We expect our favorite brands to reach out to us through engaging, high-quality video content. But what about B2B? Can video help move your customers through your funnel faster? Graham McLaughlin is the head of strategy at Explainify, where he helps B2B companies communicate better with their audiences to drive sales. In this podcast, Graham and Ledge talk about marketing strategy and how sales and marketing can work together to bring in more revenue. Graham shares some ideas to help you avoid paralysis by data analysis and instead focus on asking the questions that truly matter. Graham, it's good to have you on, man. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Ledge. It's great to be here. So if you don't mind, I know your backstory. Uh, to tell the audience a little bit, uh, where are you, where'd you come from, and uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, so um, it depends how far back you really want to go, uh, but I grew up in Scotland and now live in Canada. Um, I got started in tech when I was waiting for all my paperwork to get processed. I had six months when I couldn't work, and I decided to teach myself HTML from a book from the library. This was back in 2002, 2003. Um, from there, I started, uh, I got my first, my first job in Canada working as an affiliate manager and started to learn about traffic acquisition, PPC, SEO. Um, so I've worked on both kind of the agency side and in-house, um, mostly in kind of tech and, uh, in tech products on the B2B side. Mm. Um, and over time kind of learned that, you know, driving traffic was useless unless it kind of did what you wanted it to do once it got there. Right. So it was Not great having useless, a list, but very expensive. I mean, you yeah. spend yeah. an amazing amount of money getting traffic that doesn't do anything. Yes. And it's very easy. Like people will just take your money for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Some people in particular take your money. For that. <laughs> um, from there. So I started to get into kind of measurement and analytics that evolved into conversion rate optimization and AB testing. Um, and then from there really started to dig deep into qualitative research. So really kind of understanding, you know, what's going to trigger um, what's the rationale behind somebody making a, a purchase in a B2B environment? So where are they going to take that action? Who else is, needs to be involved? Um, so my role today is kind of a hybrid of kind of client strategy and sales at Explanify. Um, so really kind of helping, uh, helping kind of move, move, move the needle forward and, and kind of get, uh, get more growth for the company. Yeah. And I, I located Explanify and uh, said, you know, this makes a lot of sense. I think this is a challenge that, uh, B2B companies, tech companies, you know, people with complex solutions and services and products, you know, they, they need to be able to explain what they're doing in a really, you know, sort of quick fashion. We have a generally a user base that is a uh, very low attention span, if not, you know, ADHD. And, um, yeah. you know, so yeah, quick talk about that, the service that Explainify does, and then we'll back into some of the other, you know, concepts that I think will be helpful for our audience. Yeah, for sure. Um, so at Explanify, we take something that is complicated, um, usually your product or service, and explain it in a simple way that captures attention and then motivates uh, motivates your audience to take action on it. Uh, so 
a lot of the times um, this will end up as kind of visual storytelling. So we'll produce a kind of 60 to 90 second animated video. Uh, and then that allows us to kind of harness the power of the message from the voiceover, but also kind of couple that with the visuals. Mm-hmm. So it's like what the story is being told um, visually as well as uh, through the voiceover. Right, right. So we presume then that we're driving traffic into a site or app or something. And then, you know, you need to be able to quickly capture the, the eyeballs there and get into somebody's head a, a simple message as to what exactly this, is this? Why do I need it? Uh, what itch does it scratch, I guess, you know, which really gets into, you know, targeting. And like you're saying, like the audience strategy and you know all that stuff, like I need to drive the right people to match that message. And I think that's so important, right? For, for every B2B company. Yeah, hundred um, percent. What we've kind of found is that if somebody understands what it is that you do and why they should care, it's easy for them to qualify themselves in or out and taking that next action along the buyer's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times when when someone kind of comes to your site, even if it's from and you know it could be an ad that you've created or a piece of content, um, the thought leadership, whatever it is, and they hit your homepage, they're still confused as to what you actually do and how you um, could help that that prospect kind of get to the, the their desired state kind of solve those problems for them. I mean, this, this would be a thing that I don't know, I might see in a, a landing page or a, a long form sales letter or, or some kind of, you know, CTA driven type direct response, copy, things like that. And I imagine the video plays along to, to maybe make that a little bit more consumable. Yeah, like we know that, you know, attention spans are getting shorter and it's easier than ever to be ignored. Um, so being able to kind of convey what makes you different and what it is that you do kind of quickly and effectively is really key. Mm-hmm. Um, and and moving, moving that prospect to the next step. Um, we've also seen a real kind of shift recently. So it used to be that the you put a video on a homepage and that would kind of instantly help you move the needle in terms of... Um, in terms of clicks and conversions, okay, um, it's really it's really kind of shifting where video is becoming more table stakes today. Um, there's almost an expectation that there's going to be video and there's something that I can watch um, instead of reading uh, um, a longer form piece of content. Um, one of the one of the new use cases that we're seeing is video and helping gain momentum in the sales conversation. So if it's if it's an outbound sales team, they're using video and kind of sending it almost as a way to kind of pre-qualify. Uh, the people that they're talking to and getting them to respond to those first oh, okay. um, to those first sales meetings. Um, yeah, I mean, I think of it as yeah. like I know in our business, there's going to be uh, traffic drivers at the top of the funnel, and then there, are, you know, marketing activities and touch points, and you, you know, certain people are at certain points in their buying uh, journey. You know, they may not be interested right yeah. now, so we got to drip campaigns to them. You got to put together all kinds of things, and eventually, you get to the point where there's that marketing to sales shift right and there's some kind yeah. of conversion path and then ultimately you want them to become a client at every point in that funnel we recognize that some number of people are self-selecting out uh not ready right now you know and you have to do a whole lot of work to get that that customer out of that traffic i, I imagine that's the strategy hat that you kind of have to put on with a client there's no silver bullet right <laughs> exactly. There's no silver bullet. Um, I think a lot of people have videos almost like a checklist 
on their marketing plan, but they don't really know what video means to mm-hmm. them underneath it and how they're going to use it. Um, so what we'll, we'll have people kind of come to us and say, okay, it's now 2019, it's time to do video. And we're all in on video. And we, we like to kind of take a step back and kind of look at, well, where, where is video going to have the biggest kind of impact for them on the goal that they're trying to drive towards? Um, so I think a lot of the times, like when people are being sold a video, they get sold based on, okay, how long has it got to be? What kind of style of animation? Like the features, not the benefits. Right. Exactly. Um, we like to try to map out, okay, well, if we do a video this way and, and if we plan it out kind of very you know smart and strategically, here's all the different use cases that you'll be able to use it with different edits, mm-hmm. maybe a different intro, a different call to action at the end um, so that they get more, more kind of bang for their buck as well. Because it's not... Going back to that kind of thought of, you know, your your prospect expectations are only getting higher. So when they're seeing a cheap video, it can have a negative kind of impact on your brand. Right. Um, I think we've all seen those explainer videos. That's like, hey, my name's Bob. Bob has a problem, and it it's kind of formulaic and it. Um, well, it was it, good at the time. You know, the when the first IBM commercials did the whiteboard thing, everybody thought it was cool, and then everybody yeah. copied it. And now it's yeah. like auto generated and, you know, sure you can sign up for that. And it's got the little, you know, sort of uh, watermark at the bottom that you obviously exported it for free from, you know, some tool. And, <laughs> you know, ultimately, uh, particularly for a brand that I would think would want to position at a premium mindset, you know, you've, you've got to invest in those assets. Yeah. And I think it's more about the the message and the way the story's told and even like less about the visuals. If I was going to say like, where are you going to invest in? Um, I think it's the, the, the first part, the research to build the story. Because mm-hmm. um, if you get that right, you can use it in a lot of different other channels as well. Like that messaging is going to give you momentum across like email campaigns, um, like sales scripts, the whole nine yards. So it's not just about getting to that point of understanding so you can make a video. It's about getting to that point of understanding so you're closer to your customer. Yeah, you make a good point. And I know I know all of our listeners would probably, you know, resonate with this that everybody appreciates that I'm at a point where I need to drive more traffic. I need I mean everybody wakes up and says I need more revenue. You know, nobody says yeah. I wake you know, I don't wake up in the morning and go, I need video today. Like or yeah. I need software coders today. You know, it's like I need to make more money. I need to grow my business. And what's that thought process that they ought to do at that point. I think you'd be a good advisor for this. Like, I know I need to make more money and I've only gotten that far, you know, now what's the strategic process to get down to finding a partner to, to work with on certain things. And what do I internalize and what do I don't, you know, like we, we have that conversation a lot on the software side and I'm interested on the marketing side, what you think about that. I think it's kind of breaking it down into the different steps of, so if you've got, you know, your dollar sign and your revenue target on the right hand side, it's like, what are the pieces that you need to go through? So traffic um, leads sales process. Uh, If you map out each of those where, where you're seeing kind of people drop off. um, A lot of the times we can kind of get focused on this, this bigger kind of top of funnel traffic. Cause if we get enough traffic, it's going to lead to leads. Um, But if it's not, if it's not the right audience, um, then again, that extra traffic's not gonna do anything right. for you. Um, I think once you kind of know the numbers, then it's easier to kind of see what what part of your funnel is, is gonna give you the, the, the most opportunity. 
Um, and then you can kind of dig in more specifically to see what are the levers kind of within that that you can pull to get kind of more money out on the other so side. So it's going to be like a cohort analysis, basically, of saying people come to my site and they do things or not. And now what do I you know, kind of do with that data? Are there simple ways to get started if you just have no clue? You know, you, like, okay, we have no marketing department, you know, and, and obviously we're talking about small company startups at, at that point. You know, there, there are a lot of people that, that clearly do have those resources, but, uh, you know, you can drown in blogs. <laughs> you can just like, what do I yeah. do when I'm in paralysis mode and I need to start to do this, this whole process? Um, I think the, the, the place that I would start is just even with a free tool like Google Analytics is just kind of making sure that you're capturing those metrics. Um, you can set up a funnel within GA uh, and it's kind of easy to see where people are dropping off. Um, that would be kind of the first protocol. It's, it's kind of diagnosis before prescription. So we need to kind of understand like where, where the problem is um, before getting but to Grant, No, I want money right now. You want money right, <laughs> no, right I, now? I, I'm kind of joking. I'm sure you get that all the time. Like we need to move, man. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, the nice thing with GA is like if it's been running, you can even get that back yeah, historically. Yeah. So it takes, takes a little bit more work to find it. Um, the, the other kind of biggest win that we've seen to get to kind of money right now um, is through customer interviews. So understanding, um, I think there's, there's four kind of questions that you can ask that will get you to these four kind of blocks. Um, the first is kind of motivation. So like what's happening in their business that's kind of drove yep. the need for it's like that, that kind of behavioral uh, analysis of, you know, so why, why yeah. right now, you know, what happened to you that this is interesting? Yeah. Yes. Um, then what's the gain that you're hoping that the product is going to unlock? Uh, what's the rationale? So like, what, how are you justifying this purchase right. internally? Um, either based on the product category or that's, or your specific s- solution and you as the supplier. And then what are the objections that almost stop them from buying? Um, and what we've kind of found is that a lot of the times sales aren't lost to a competitor, but they're lost to making no decision at all. So the company just des- decided not to move forward. They got like hit with another priority. Mm-hmm. Um, when you can kind of take this information and craft it back into either your positioning, the copy on your website and the sales process, then that's a really powerful way to be able to kind of get inside of your, your prospect's head and say, Hey, I know what's going on in your business. Here's how we've helped solve the challenges that you're having for other people that look and act like you. And here's the results from that work as well. Yeah. I've been both in the sales seat and in the, you know, more promotional and the marketing seat now. And, and what I, yeah, what I can see often is the interplay between sales and marketing, you know, that we have a tendency as organizations to kind of lump that together if we're not careful. And those are very different functions that need very different things. And, and having a clear line between them is uh, interesting and important. Yeah. Um, I think we're seeing like more like with digital, when everything is infinitely trackable, uh, I think that people are kind of tracking a lot of things, but not necessarily taking action sure. from any of it. So it's it's kind of honing in on what are the kind of the two or three things that are really going to help you um, be able to measure progress, but also give you insights as to what's happening. There can be data um, paralysis. What, I mean, you could simply be collecting yeah. so much now. The tools make it really easy to 
learn all the things. Um, the question is, you know, signal yeah. to noise ratio on taking some action and isolating that to some channel and some set of messages and, and being able to test that in a compelling yet affordable way for some period of time that's statistically significant. Yeah. And, and when it comes to the, you know, the marketing team and they're doing their research and they're reading all the blogs about what other people have done, we've, we've experienced this ourselves. Like the playbook that kind of works for other organizations is like, it didn't work for us. We've had to kind of find our own path and kind of carve that because we're not at the same scale. We're not that same type of company. So we can't do sales the same way. We can't market the same way. Um, we, we burned, we burned cash and kind of made mistakes and learned the hard way. And, uh, and now we're kind of, everybody has. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Now we're correct. That's called, that path. that's called experience. You know, it's your, your very expensive education. Yeah. Yes. And, and yeah. I think, I think the vendor relationship that you can have with, with marketers or, you know, people like us and our, our trusted relationships where you can kind of just say, Hey, you know, we've been there we've seen a hundred clients do the thing that you just said you want. We suggest that you don't do that. And here's some proof cases on actually a better way and being able to have those strategic discussions with, with clients yeah. is what can separate you from a platform or a, you know, a quick and done or cheaper solution. And, and those things are so compelling to want to buy. You, you want as a buyer to believe the cheap thing will work yeah. just as well as the expensive thing. Yeah. And again, we've made that mistake ourselves. Um, sure. yeah, it's, right. uh, and it, it's kind of like for us, we really kind of understand as well that it's, um, I think everybody is, is fighting from a vendor relationship to be more, more strategic mm-hmm. um, and want to seat at the table for like every decision, but it's really like knowing where your wheelhouse starts and stops. So mm-hmm. for us, like we, we like to think ourselves kind of that expert vendor. So we, we're not going to get involved in things that aren't our kind of forte, but on the pieces that we know, we, we execute on the really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. So as a, I don't know, let's just say as a SaaS company first getting into trying to explain, you know, complex concept of, of what's really important for our, our tool. What's that, what's that strategic process look like from your standpoint? Um, we will always kind of start off with uh, discovery. Um, so we'll have a set of questions that we're going to ask that, that team, um, combination of stakeholders from kind of product and marketing, sometimes sales as well. Um, we like to then verify the information they're kind of giving us with what we see in the marketplace. Right. Um, so we'll go through like GTU kind of reviews and kind of understand, okay, what is, are they telling us what they really think or what they wish to be true? Yes, um, absolutely right. Um, and, um, if we can like talk to some of their customers as well, um, what we want to be able to do is kind of refine that message first. So being able to remove the cursor knowledge that they have, cause they're so close to it, um, and be able to explain it in a way that makes sense to their prospects and make the people that are kind of coming to the site. Um, I think the first protocol is putting that video like on the homepage, um, and to give them that general overview or if it's campaign driven, those specific landing pages. Um, We like to analyze behavior of the traffic that moves through the site based on people that have and have not watched the video. Mm -hmm. So in terms of the metrics, like everybody wants to track like play rate and click rate and how how much of the video they watched. Um, For us, it's really about, okay, so the people that have watched the video, how are they behaving differently? 
throughout their the site and not just that session but like feeding that back up into crm like salesforce or hubspot um so you're able to see how that impacks right that context you, you want to give that information to your sales people so that they can get out there and have an informed conversation about the behaviors of of those people because, yeah you know you, what you want to do is tease out some kind of metadata that indicates actual buying intent versus the tire kicker you know, who's, exactly. who's in and out and, you know, just maybe the behavior of that visitor, if you set up your analytics, right, can tell you a lot about if that's a person that can make the decision or if that's just a shopper. Yeah. And the sales force is um, going to want to know that. And on the SaaS side, there's a few videos that we see that are really, that really kind of support that buyer's journey. Um, mm-hmm. The first is the the overview and kind of the explainer video. So here's, here's what we do and why you should care. Um, the second gets into deeper on the product and kind of showcasing features, how they work and the benefits that you're going to get from those. Um, and that helps the, that helps the, your prospects kind of visualize them using it and kind of getting those benefits. Um, the third are testimonials. So having videos of your actual kind of customers talking through like why they made that purchase, um, and how they, um, the results that they've gained from it. So it's not just you saying you're awesome, but real people kind of saying it too. Um, yeah, social proof is huge, right? Yeah. And and it, I would advise anybody that if you can get not just a customer to talk about it, but try to get some numbers. Yes. You know, numbers are memorable. You know, that we invested X dollars in this campaign and we saw, you know, 4X return or, you know, something of that nature. It's going to help any of the buyers out there who are uh, trying to get, you know, budget behind a particular initiative to, to be able to say, Hey, this thing pays for itself. Yeah. And any solution needs to express it that way. I mean, dollars, dollars for donuts, man, that, that is the way that it's, that it's done when you're making a business case. We don't want to talk about more efficient. We don't want to talk about a bunch of features and, you know, all those things like let's tie this to revenue yeah. and that, that, that venture has never failed me, you know, in the sales seat. Like, let's talk about how to make you more money. Are you into that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, and I think it's kind of arming them as well. So the, with, again, like case studies are part of that kind of tool set to arm your, your champion on the client side to tell that story internally. Cause a lot of times, you know, you don't, you know, you wish you had all the, the key stakeholders on that call and make a decision, but you probably have one, maybe two, and they have no you have an influencer maybe yeah but the influencer who called six other vendors before that yes you know and And they have to sort through it all and then be able to tell that clear story again to to the people that are writing Mm -hmm. the check and get them on board (laughs) no small feet no No small feet no cool cool all right so if people want to check this out it's explainify.com explainify.com yeah. yeah, and it's spelled the way that you think it would be spelled. Yes. Yeah. And uh, before we let you go, I have this super important set of lightning round questions that okay. are really going to test you. All right, <laughs> this is important. All right, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. He, he didn't even hesitate, folks. Uh, what are you reading right now? Uh, I'm reading a book by April Dunford on positioning. Yeah, he's, um, he's reading marketing at home and everybody. it's uh it's called obviously awesome so it, it's a it's a good book and then the for fiction i like to read um the kind of really crummy crime fiction novels that are pretty pretty <laughs> poor quality and get churned out and very formulaic 
<laughs> nice, nice. What can you not live without? What can I not live without? Um, as in a product or like just anything? Yeah, just anything. Um, I think the my family. Uh, uh, yeah. He's, he's getting points at home, folks. <laughs> What's the last thing you Google for work? The last thing I Googled for work... Um, I think it was the, I like sell the more analytical people because they go right to their search bar. Yeah, and I, I can see this happening. So, <laughs> yeah, I think the last thing I googled was uh, just more more details about you in the show. <laughs> I also love that answer. Yeah, just in time. Yeah, favorite answer. Right, just in time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're originally from the UK, so I, I know that there's two versions of The Office, but the, in the US oh. version of The Office, yeah. I don't know if you've watched it, but yeah. um, we have. We have our protagonist, Jim, and, and the heel, Dwight. And, and there's a classic episode that I have turned into a question where Jim is sending faxes to Dwight from future Dwight. Yeah. You're laughing. Yeah, you've seen this one. Yeah. So, but I, I like to ask, this is a philosophical question. Uh, if I gave you a piece of paper and a Sharpie and, and I said that, that you are future Graham. Yeah. And you get to send a fax back to yourself five, 10 years ago, whatever, choose your period. Yeah. What are you going to write on that and why? Um, I think just don't sweat the small stuff because it doesn't matter. Um, I think I spent a lot of time kind of agonizing over certain decisions um, that didn't really make a difference like either way. Um, but it's it's forward momentum. So even if you make the wrong decision, there's there's not too many of those in life that are irrecoverable that you can't come back from. So and instead of spending time agonizing and thinking over like what's the right way to go, uh, just moving forward and kind of keeping keeping your foot on the gas and kind of making progress, I think is more important. Amen to that. Yeah, Graham, thank you for joining us. Very instructive. Nice thank spending you. time. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you enjoyed the show and want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io slash podcast to get in touch and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer. Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast produced by gun.io. We're the only freelancing platform where engineers actually go to hire other engineers. If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.